This is Express FM. Supported by the University of Portsmouth. Wait for the whistle to blow. And we are underway on Express FM. For the fans, by the fans. The atmosphere around Fratton at the moment is great and that's spilled over into the training ground and the boys are very, very positive. Giving you a voice. Everyone has got a smile on their face. It's going really well and it's up to us to keep that even in the tough moments. This is the Football Hour. And it's a good one. With Jake Smith. Paddy Lane's 10th league goal of the season fires Pompey to another win. Kamara skips past one challenge and infield past another and we're just seeing the way Kamara runs and he looks up and sees Lane and it's a gorgeous ball and Lane scores! Paddy Lane again! Double figures for the season! What an assist by Abu Kamara! Pompey do unlock the Carlisle defence! A 1-0 victory at Carlisle on Saturday marks five unbeaten for the Blues, who remain top of League One. Coming up on the show tonight, we'll get full reaction to that win at Brunton Park, including the thoughts of the match winner himself. Paddy Lane highlights the importance of the players around him and gives credit to them for his recent goal-scoring form. I can't get the goals that I'm getting at the minute without my teammates, and that's the main thing, and you know, the, the feeling to do it again, away in front of the fans again, it's special. And we'll also catch up with boss John Massinio. He talks us through the game and the decision to bring on Abu Kamara in the second half, a sub that proved to be the game-changer. When we're bringing Abu off the bench, it's a really nice problem for me to have in terms of selection because I've just been one of our outstanding players this season so having that options with the front three was great. So another win for the men on a weekend which also provided more success for the women. Head coach Jay Sadler gives us his assessment of yesterday's 5-1 victory at Oxford as well as the feeling within the team to be setting the pace at the top of the league. Everyone stepped their game up and the togetherness, the desire, the belief we showed that transferred onto a performance. There's a real belief about us. We're taking every game in our stride. We're enjoying the moment. We'll go over that win at Court Place Farm, a venue the Pompey women had been to five times previously in the last seven and a half years under the tenure of Jay Sadler without coming away with a win. We'd love to hear from you this evening, Blues fans, but even if you don't fancy getting in touch, it is great to have you with us for the show regardless. You're listening to Express FM, and this is the Football Hour. The Football Hour. Driven by Stagecoach across the South. Download the app now from the App Store or Google Play to view up-to-date timetable information and to prepay for your journey. Express FM. Good evening and welcome to the show on which between now and the Soft Rock Show at 7, myself, Jake Smith and two more Blues fans will be on hand to provide reaction to the weekend's League One football as well as look ahead to Pompey's midweek meeting with Cambridge. We'll also give you the lowdown on the Pompey women who were also in action over the course of the weekend. And tonight, Blues fans, we want to be hearing from you back home. What did you make of Pompey's performance against Carlisle? Who was your man of the matchup in Cumbria? And how many wins from the Blues' final 14 games do you think it will take to secure automatic promotion get in touch it's 81400 on the text start your messages there with the word express pompey at expressfm.com on the emails otherwise use at expressfm on x go to facebook.com forward slash pompey live or the best way to reach us is through the express fm app available to download for free from the apple app and google play store Before we go any further and introduce our two guests this evening, let's cast our minds back to Saturday afternoon, where after a gruelling 350-mile journey for most of the 1800 Blues fans at Brunton Park, Pompey drew battle with Carlisle United, aiming for a second consecutive win and a fifth game unbeaten, while the hosts were looking to stop the rut after five straight defeats. With Tom McIntyre ruled out for the rest of the season with a fractured ankle, John Bassinio was forced into making one change from the win over Northampton Town, Sean Raggett coming into the starting eleven. 
And with Guy Whittingham elsewhere, Andy Moon was joined on the commentary up in Cumbria by former Blue Lee Bradbury. Every kick left a great delivery. Every goal. Hurling it past the goalkeeper. Every game is right here. Oh, I don't believe it. Pompey Live. What a moment for Pompey. On Express FM. In it comes, lost it towards the near post. Oh, Lane's head is always a back on and a chance for Carlisle. And Gibson gets it all wrong. That's sloppy from Pompey. They get away with it, nil-nil. Carlisle with back, win it back. Gibson lays it off. Now a chance for Vela to cross into the Pompey penalty. The flex chance. Loose in the six-yard box. And it's gone behind, and it's a goal kick. And Pack to deliver, right to the in-swing to the near post. Ogilvy trying to get on it, misses everyone at the back post. Lowry thinks about shooting, does. Oh, it's been oh. the post. How was that diverted goalward by Lane? It was Lowry's shot that was going well wide. A stooping header from Lane, and it glanced off the post with Lewis rooted to the spot and away. And Kamara skips past one challenge, and infield past another. And we're just seeing the way Kamara runs, and he looks up and sees Lane, and it's a Great gorgeous ball, ball. and Lane There's scores! Assist by Abu Kamara. Pompey do unlock the Carlisle defence. Carlisle nil. Portsmouth one. Right, free kick to come. Mendes Gomez. Pack to take this free kick. Chips in. Dangerous one. Headed off the post. And going to be half cleared. That was the chance. Shot on goal is wide of a target from Moxon. And lovely delivery. And shot to seal Philly probably should score. Carlisle get away with it. It's only 1 0. Pompey will go six clear. And the whistle goes. And Portsmouth do go six clear at the top of League One. It's another victory on the road that's not particularly pretty. But Lee Bradbury, Portsmouth have got the job done. All the unmissable action. Pompey Live on Express FM. The highlights there of Pompey's 1-0 win over Carlisle United at Brunton Park on Saturday afternoon. Let's go over the other results in League One from the weekend and some very, very favourable one if you're a Pompey fan. Barnsley, they beat Leighton Orient by two goals to one at Oakwell. Late, late comeback for the Tykes. Blackpool 1, Oxford United 1, Bristol Rovers 1, Burton Albion 2, Cambridge United nil, Cheltenham Town 1. Derby County dropping points at home to Shrewsbury Town. That game ended one apiece. Elsewhere, Lincoln City 2, Fleetwood 1. Bolton Wanderers also dropping points, drawing one all away at Northampton Town. It finished Port Vale 2, Stevenage 2. A big game down at the bottom saw Reading defeat Charlton Athletic by two goals to nil. Wigan 1, Exeter City 2. And a big defeat for Peterborough United away at Wickham Wanderers 5-2 for the chairboys at Adams Park. So, let's take a look at the League One standings now. Pompey remained top of the table after 32 games, 19 victories, 9 draws and 4 defeats and 66 points on the board. Derby County in second with 60 points and one game in hand. Bolton Wanderers in third, 59 points. They've played three games fewer than Pompey. They are seven points behind the Blues. Barnsley are now fourth with 56 points on the board and have had uh, played a game fewer than Peterborough United in fifth, who are level on points and behind only on goal difference. Stevenage also make up the remainder of the playoff positions just outside Oxford United in seventh with 52 points on the board. Down at the bottom, Carlisle United, six defeats in a row for them. They remain rock bottom of League One. 11 points adrift to safety with 20 on the board. Fleetwood Town, Cheltenham Town and Port Vale join Carlisle in the drop zone as things stand. However, Port Vale level on points with Charlton Athletic in 20th. Only goal difference separates the two teams and Port Vale have got two 
games in hand, as do Cheltenham Town, but they are five points behind the Addicts. So Cheltenham Athletic really in trouble and in danger of dropping down to League Two. That would be quite some story. Right, on to our guest now. And first and foremost, uh, please welcome on to the Football Hour again, Mr Pepe Lacey. Pepe, are you there? Good evening. Yeah, I, I'm loud and clear, Jay. I can hear you loud and clear from on the online, on Zoom. <laughs> Unfortunately, I couldn't make it down to the studio, but I'm here and uh, I'm happy to report on a... Uh, Mm. On another Pompey three points, Jake. Absolutely. And, and somebody who, who, who did bother to make the effort into the studio, uh, Andrew. Oh, come on. <laughs> Bye, Pepe. I'm joking. Now, Andrew Barnard. Barney is uh, also on the show with us. Barney, good evening. Good evening, Ian, mate. I didn't realise we had a, a 4 0 written all over at Takeover. Inadvertent, but yeah. always delightful. You know, shame we are not talking about 4 0, but, no. you know, at least three points. So might, we'll take that. Might be a good omen for tomorrow. Um, yeah. I mean, of all the teams. To beat 4-0, Cambridge would be my least favourite, being a Cambridgeshire uh, educated boy. Um, <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, a 4-0 would be a, a nice follow-up from last week's 4-1. I would happily beat the team where I was educated. Yeah. Um, let's go oh. on to the game <laughs> Saturday then. Um, Barney, we'll start off with you. Um, Pompey 1-0 winners over Carlisle. Five unbeaten now, two wins on the spin after that late equaliser at Oxford a couple of weeks ago. Um and really the result that many of us probably expected over a team doing so poorly at the moment. Yeah, th- th- similar to the result at home when we beat them 1-0. They put up a really good fight, fairly well organised, just a couple of moments of sort of lapses in concentration that allowed us to get through. Um, just sheer quality really from Kamara and Lane to create that goal is what won us the game in the end, but that is what top of the table te- top of the table teams do. Um, they will have those bits of quality in the team which Carlisle just seemingly were lacking. They only really had, I'd say Gibson maybe was their best player. He had that sort of snapshot volley from the edge of the box early on. That was really as close as they came, as as far as my memory serves me. Mm. And whilst Carlisle Pepe, bottom of League One as things stand, now six defeats in a row, it is a potential banana skin for John Massinho's side and one they clearly avoided. Oh, absolutely. It's It had all the hallmarks of uh, a typical Pompey performance, really. We, I think but, uh, I was on the 4 0 stream prior to the game um, a week in advance and I was saying it just it just had a Pompey in it Pompey would go there 700 mile round trip and lose 1-0 but it wasn't and they didn't do that and um, yeah they came away with three points and you sort of take those sort of results um, against a team fighting for their lives and taking any point that they can so going there a long trip obviously and getting three points and a 1-0 win you'd take that any day of the week and in some respect Barney is it more difficult to play against a team like Carlisle who are fighting for every single point on the board as opposed to when you go up against somebody maybe 12th, 13th, 14th where they're not really fighting for promotion they're pretty clear of a relegation zone they're not as up for it do you think it can be actually more difficult going to places like Carlisle? Yeah, for sure. You you, you expect those teams to come come out fighting, especially as when you're in the, the running as we are now, I'd, I'd consider. Um, we've had some, some teams like Cheltenham really put us under the cosh um, and embarrassed us this season. That can happen in any league at any time. But um, yeah, I, w- I was surprised they didn't come us a bit more. But then when you look at the form table, they are the worst in the league by, by some margin. Um, but then we're the best at the at the moment in the league with by some margin it's only Exeter that have got a similar form to us and they're 13th mm. so that's probably just more like a, a random run of decent form for mm. them 
And looking, of course, at the uh, the, the goal itself, Pepe uh, Paddy Lane on the 62nd minute. Cool, calm finish underneath the goalkeeper. Uh, first time effort as well after what was a fantastic ball fed through by Abu Kamara on the right hand side. One of those goals, Pepe, you look really aesthetically pleasing to watch and, and, and really interesting from a Pompey fan's perspective to see how that one worked out. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it all came from Abu Kamara's spectacular build up, wasn't it? He, uh, you can't forget Joe Rafferty's influence in that. I don't know if you mm. see on the highlights, he sort of pushes that Carlisle player out of the way, which allows Kamara to dart inside and then obviously he can pick out Paddy Lane on, on the left. And Paddy Lane is a player full of confidence at the moment, Jake. And I, I, I just love watching him play at the moment. He's Every time he's through on goal, you, you sort of just trust him to finish. Um, and we've seen him time and time again out on the left where he gets in a position just outside the box, takes a touch or hits it first time and is able to slot it into the bottom corner. And uh, Probably at the end of last season uh, or the second half of last season when he came into Pompey, you wouldn't have expected him to take the shot on first time. But as he's grown in confidence throughout the season, we're sort of seeing him when he gets the ball to his feet doesn't necessarily need a touch can just slot it in and time and time again at the moment he 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 finishes and i'd say he's up there with probably one of pompey's best finishes in front of goal at the moment he's full of confidence and there's no reason to drop him jay he's hmm. flying out on that left and barney that's now 10 league goals for paddy lane this season he's into double figures and just really reflecting on what pepe's mentioned there one of Pompey's best finishers in the team is that something you'd agree with absolutely I was I was looking at the stats and not surprised to notice that he's actually now got more open play goals than Colby um, Colby's got 15 goals but six of them are penalties um, obviously we know he arguably air quotes should be on 17 with his two missed penalties but nonetheless you know 15 goals you're not gonna you're not gonna bark at that but um, yeah 10 goals from open play from a winger um, is is just fantastic he's been uh, the kind of the, uh, the the star boy, if you like, mm. in this in this squad this season. Let's hear from him now, shall we? Pompey's match winner on Saturday, Paddy Lane, caught up after the final whistle with Max Swatton, who began by asking how pleased he was to pick up a three points at Brunton Park. Yeah, you know, it's, um, it's it's brilliant to especially send them travelling fans back with the three points. Uh, we did the journey yesterday. We know how hard it was, and yeah, the main thing sending them back uh, sending them back with three points, getting three points for all the fans that were at home, not able to make it. What did you make of the performance today? Yeah, uh, first 25 sloppy. Uh, I think that was every, everyone could see that. And then you know we grew into the game first half, uh, and second half we come out and you can see you know what was said at half time. We, we had a real go and got the goal, and you know the lads managed to see it out there at the end. And come places like this, and you know Fleetwood the other week, you, you've got to manage to get the, the the games that might not be as pretty to watch, but they they all count for the same amount of points. What changed at half time? What did the gaffer say to you boys? Just said we're so much better than what we showed first 25. We grew into the last 20, and the gaffer, you know, he gave us some tactics, and, and he said, he, you know, that he, he, we just need to be more clinical, final third. We need to be more composed on the ball, and, and not only the gaffer, but the lads said it between ourselves as well. And you know, when the gaffer's repeating what we're saying, and um, you know, we, we know exactly what we need to do, and I think we could see that second half. Talk us through your goal, set up by Abu Kamara. Brilliant assist from him. Yeah, you said it there, Abu. You know, it's, uh, all I had to do was, you know put it through the keeper's legs. I seen, I seen the keeper coming out, but Abu's left it on a plate for me. And, you know, a lot of the boys have done that. I remember when Robbo, you know, when he was fit, he was doing it for me week in, week out. And, um, you know, Pax has done it last week there. So, and then Lange as well. So, you know, I can't get the, the goals that I'm getting at the minute without without my teammates. And that's the main thing. And, you know, the, the feeling to do it again, away in front of the fans again, it's special. 
And just talk us through your celebration. I understand there's quite a special meaning behind it. Yeah, a little boy called Lewis from back where I'm from. Um, he's had a, he's had an operation, um, and you know, he, I went up to visit him the other week, and he asked me if I could gritty. I didn't really know what the gritty was at the time, so I had to do a bit of research. Um, but as uh, silly as I felt doing it, it's for him, and it's a great cause. And I know obviously you're going to send a link out, so any donations towards that would be much appreciated. What's the mood in the dressing room like after a win like that? Unbelievable. Yeah, we, we've got a long journey back down now, but we're going to enjoy it a lot more. And, uh, you know, we're just get, getting ready for Tuesday now. What did you make of the support today? 1,858 Blues in the away end. How much did you enjoy celebrating with them at the end as well? It's special. Like, I can't, you can't really comprehend, you know, people watching, like other fans watching. For them to make that journey up eight hours, we did it yesterday, it's... It's a, it's a heck of a journey and for them to be able to do that and now travel back and obviously some will stay over and, and be on the beer and stuff but the, the people that are traveling here and traveling back during the day it's, it means everything to us we come out we see them and it, again it gives that extra motivation on top of everything else we lost three lads to injury in the week how much was today about doing it for them yeah, you know, it's been the same. We've we've been unfortunate with injuries you've seen. I don't think it's a case of muscular injuries. It's sort of they've all been really bad ones. And you know, as as annoying as it is and gutting as it is, it does give us that extra motivation because, as I said in my interview previous, uh, we want to we want to make them championship players as well. We don't just want to be, make ourselves championship players. We want to be able to take the fans up with us and carry all the injured boys with us as well. Because at the end of the day, they've all played huge parts this season, even Tom. Paddy Lane there speaking after the Blues 1-0 win at Carlisle on Saturday, sending 1,848 Pompey fans in that away end at Brunton Park. Absolutely wild with just under half an hour of the match remaining. Uh, we're going to come on to talk about the other influences in that, in that goal, Barney, in the next part of the show and talk about the rest of the game and other players we need to really recognise for their efforts on Saturday. But we're on the subject of, of Paddy Lane. We spoke previous to that interview. Ten goals for the season now. He's catching up with Colby Bishop he is a player on the top of his game and um, just somebody who really when you look back at the signing from Fleetwood last January absolute bargain yeah it's fantastic his his finishing has been sublime uh, early part of the season you think of that goal at Barnsley that was pivotal in that kind of group of counter-attack goals that we scored to go 3-0 up so early in the game his expected goals is only 5.6 but he's got 10 um <laughs> It shows the kind of quality of goals he's getting. Yeah. Uh, they're not absolute gimmies. They're not tap-ins like, you know, Colby is an out-and-out striker, isn't he? He's an old fox-in-the-box type. A lot of his goals come quite close to goal. He's there to finish the, the scraps. It, but that's what you need from him. Whereas Paddy is, is really getting on these through balls um, like Kamara provided him. That touch inside from Kamara and the little dink away from the defender. I think you just heard that kind of collective, ah, oh, from the away end <laughs> as he's done that. And then you hear that sort of, oh, oh, oh. And everyone, <laughs> of course, then goes into raptures. So, um, yeah, Paddy, Paddy and Kamara are just looking fantastic at the moment. Barney, thank you for that. Back with more from both Pepe and Barney soon. And when we do come back, we'll hear from John Bassinio on what was said in the changing room at half-time on Saturday. Carlisle were decent in the first half. They came out, they had a go. Yeah, and we, we just had a bit of a, a bit of a pop at half-time because we knew that if we had a bit more quality, we took care of everything that we needed to take care of, that we'd go and win the game. And, and that proved to be the case. And, and then we saw it out really well at the end. Stick with us to hear that interview in full, as well as more from Pepe and Barney and a recap of how the Pompey women got on over the weekend when the Football Hour returns in just a few moments' time. For the fans, by the fans. The Football Hour with Jake Smith on Express FM. Go by bus. Go greener with Stagecoach. Next stop, a cleaner, greener future. 
Did you know that if we all ditch the car and switch to a bus just once a month for a year, we'd save the UK 2 million tonnes of CO2? Switch to bus, because by switching, you can make a big difference. Get on board a stagecoach bus for a cleaner, greener future. For more information, go to switchtobus.com. For the fans, by the fans. The Football Hour with Jake Smith on Express FM. Yes, welcome back to Portsmouth's Express FM, where right now you're listening to the Football Hour on hand this evening to deliver a review of the Blues' win at Carlisle at the weekend and to look ahead to tomorrow night's encounter with Cambridge at PO4. We'll also be hearing shortly from Jay Sadler, whose Pompey women's side were victorious by five goals to one away at Oxford on Sunday. But first, back to Pepe and Barney on the show this evening. And Pepe, you, you mentioned it before, that uh, Paddy Lane interview before the break about the, the build-up to his goal on Saturday, the impact of Abu Kamara off the bench as soon as he was brought on just five minutes before that goal, um, you could see instantly that he really changed the game, didn't he? Yeah, absolutely. And I was listening to John Messino's interview with Neil Allen earlier on the Ports of News and he explained the reasons behind why Abu Kamara has, hasn't been starting the last two games and it was purely just to rest his legs because he was so used over that winter period, over that Christmas period. But he was, alongside Paddy Lane, probably one of Pompey's most attacking creative players. And it's just been such a joy to watch him grow, really, because there was a lot of criticism at the start of the season on him. And as he was learning his new role that he hadn't really sort of played before, and John Messino explained that as well. And it's just been so good to see him grow and grow and grow. And the amount of talent that he possesses as a 20-year-old is it's crazy. And he just looked such a threat when he came on on the weekend and that's what we've just seen from Abby Kamara over the last sort of month or two um, as he's grown into this side and really secured his position on the right wing and he just looks such a threat and we saw that once again when he came on on Saturday and by the sounds of it, it sounds like he could be starting tomorrow I don't want to read too much into it but just listening to John Messina's interview earlier it sounds like he had a couple of games just to rest his legs a little bit obviously came on and made an impact on Saturday and Fingers crossed we might be able to see him in action again tomorrow. And even with Barney, a bit of an injury crisis at Fratton Park at the moment, to have Miles Pitt-Harris start the game on Saturday didn't quite look up to the, the kind of standard he's set in the, in the opening couple of games he played in a Portsmouth shirt, brought on, or brought off rather, for Abu Kamara on the 57th minute. And for him to come on and play as well as he did, the kind of option he provided, you look at Miles Pitt-Harris, Abu Kamara, Paddy Lane, Callum Lang as well, to name just a few. Gavin White and Anthony Scarley can't even get a sniff in at the moment moment so yeah we've got an injury crisis but when it comes to wingers attacking players I think the, the luxury John Massino has got is, is top yeah we've long been crying out for the depth really haven't we to, to mm. prove that we were serious about pushing to get into the championship and I think this year it has finally uh, come true I understand you know a lot of money needed to be spent on the ground to to make sure we can actually have fans in places like the North Stand and Milton End but um, yeah it's it's great to see that we've we've bought and we've bought well um, all the praise has to be given to, to Richard Hughes and Massinho for recognising the talent that we've got um, because the majority of the talent we've brought in has been fantastic but yeah Pitt Harris did look a little leggy, um, perhaps going straight into three or four matches as soon as he's come over to us after not playing for much before that. Maybe he just needed that little bit of a break and refresh. Um, I, w- I, w- I wouldn't have been shocked if he'd come off at half-time. I thought he had a pretty poor first half by his standards that he's shown for us so far. 
Um, I also wouldn't have been shocked if. Um, oh my god, number middle midfield. <laughs> Your mind's gone blank. Uh, short lad. Tom Lowry. Thank you. Sorry, my brain went. I don't know if you were talking about Tom Lowry or myself. No, I had absolute brain fart then. Uh, Tom Lowry. Um, I, I just thought again by his recent standards, yeah. they both looked a little bit off the ball, ball sort of literally bouncing off them at times, which you, you just don't want. You want your central midfielder to to hold the ball up well and, and move it on. Um, so yeah, to see at least one of them come off early in the second half didn't surprise me at all. No, and again, Pepe just emphasises that the, the strength and depth that John Massino has got at the moment, even with Mars Pitt Harris, Tom Lowry, not quite on top of their game on Saturday. To have players like Abu Kamara, Owen Moxon uh, come off a bench and provide a little bit of a spark and, and carry Pompey over the line goes to show that this is a team game, and you, you're probably not expecting the same eleven week in week out now between now and the end of the campaign. Yeah, absolutely, and <clears throat> obviously the injury crisis doesn't help but that's what John Messino was expecting like he said uh, I think it was last week that he wanted to keep this squad together he didn't want to let any players go just in case and was sort of seeing the benefits of that really why like the likes of Riley Towler and Ben Stevenson and players who weren't really getting game time um, not go out on loan because Pompey need them Pompey need every single player in that squad from now until the end of the season because of that injury crisis and just the need for depth in the squad and I, I think it'll be a challenge for Messino to rotate um, I think it'll be tough um, with obviously there is depth but you want your best 11 starting every single week so there will be tired legs like we saw on like we saw on Saturday but an opportunity like tomorrow will be um, a great chance to sort of rotate a little bit maybe bring mm-hmm. in Yangi for Bishop or uh Kamara for Pert Harris, just just something freshen the legs up. Obviously, Zach Swanson won't be won't be around tomorrow, but when he comes back, I'd fully expect to see him back in the team as well. Because mm-hmm. when you see Zach Swanson fully fit and firing, he's one of Pompey's best players. Linda Mell has got in touch on the email saying probably wasn't one of our best performances but it was a win especially for the travelling Pompey fans the goal scored by Paddy Lane with a pass by Abu Kamara was very very good in the past playing the bottom of the table side has been difficult for us but we have another three points in the bag and the chasing pack dropping points if we can hopefully keep up the pressure on them with our next two home games bearing in mind we have to play all of the chasing pack in the next couple of months and hopefully not picking up, picking up any more injuries play at Pompey Linda Mell says we should be fine thank you Linda for getting in touch and one more here from Dave Byrne who says good evening Jake three priceless points and the pressure is increasing on the teams just below us I think we still need to perform well and more consistently than we are at the moment but what a position to be in some tough games coming up but I am reassured by the fact that Pompey have more often let themselves down against lesser sides in the past maybe this really can be our year no new injuries from the last game which is another plus big shout out to the almost 2,000 Pompey fans who made the long round trip on to Cambridge with ex-players Michael Morrison Adam May and Brandon Houndstrap, another banana skin, says Dave, who finishes off by saying, let's not slip up, play at Pompey. Thank you to Dave on the emails. Righty over, let's get some more reaction from within the Pompey camp. Here's John Bassinio speaking with Andy Moon on the touchline after the win at Brunton Park on Saturday. John, job done today. Uh, what's your verdict? Uh, yeah, I think uh, job done, definitely. You, you come away from home, keep a clean sheet, you win 1-0. Uh, I'm really pleased with, with that. And I thought the performance for large parts was, was really positive. Apart from the start, I, I didn't think we started the game particularly well. We started the game uh, like a side who was just a bit weary from the travel. But I, I'm not giving the lads that excuse because I, I just think they're professional enough and um, we do things well enough for them to be right at it from the first whistle. So I think once we, we liven up after Will, um, got a bit of treatment after 25 minutes, 
place. And, you know, we, we dominated possession without creating a huge amount, but it was just disappointing that we, we got ourselves in a couple of positions, good positions, and we were a bit sloppy. So, you know, Carlisle were, were decent in the, in the first half. They came out, they had a go. Um, yeah, we, we just had a bit of a, a, bit of a pop at half-time because we knew that if we had a bit more quality, we took care of everything that we needed to take care of, that we'd go and win the game. And, and that proved to be the case. And, and then we saw it out really well at the end. Did you feel that you always had that, not, uh, that extra gear you could go up into? Yeah, I thought we were playing in second gear most of the time and in, in, in a bad way, you know, in the first half. With I, I thought a few players thought they had a bit more time on the ball than they actually had. And at this level, you, you haven't got it. And Carlisle were, were right up for it today. So we have to move the ball a bit quicker. We have to make sure when the ball comes in, it sticks. And when we get the ball in the final third, we, we do a bit better. The one time we did do it in the second half, we, we scored a goal. And my frustration with the lads is I know they've got that quality. Brilliant, brilliant goal, I think, on the counter-attack, being aggressive on the front foot, finding Abu and, you know, brilliant pass for Paddy. He ran forward, we passed forward and we scored. So, uh, yeah, I think that was, um, that pretty sums up the, pretty much sums up the difference between when we're good and when we're not. Yeah, that change, moving Paddy over to the left, Abu on, really did make the difference. Yeah, we wanted to get a bit more energy on the on the pitch and um, after the, the long travel and the amount of games that we've had recently, I thought it was, um, you know, the right thing to do. Uh, Mars has, has come in and done brilliantly well, playing three games in a week last week and it was just, it, when, when we bring in Abu off the bench, it's a really nice, um, I guess it's a nice problem for me to have in terms of selection because Abs has been one of our outstanding players this season so having that options with the front three was great and he came off the bench and he did really well uh, so yeah that was just I think a, a bit of an, an injection changing things up a bit we we thought that in the first half um, there would be or there was Paddy did have a lot of joy on the right hand side but again if we could freshen it up give the left back something different to, to face then it might work and thankfully it did three out of four away games won by a goal tonight. I guess it'd be that much easier the last 10 minutes if you could find a second yeah and we nearly did today we hit the post I think Lange had that one where I don't know how it ended up over the bar but we, we had plenty of maybe not plenty of chances but I thought we had enough to, to put the game to bed and enough dominance to um, yeah to, to see the game out a bit better the, the one thing I'm very very pleased with is despite the late pressure I can't remember Will being tested at all actually in the entire game so that, that is a positive if you can be as, as clinical as that uh, at this level then um, you know fair play because it's tough to win games it's really really difficult to win games even if you're coming away to, to bottom of the league and because you, you probably saw today they're, they're a decent enough side so I'm really pleased with that and I would have obviously liked to have uh, scored a couple more and made it a bit more um, yeah a bit easier towards the back end of the game long journey home how'd you get that out of your legs I don't think there's a huge amount we can we can do about that other than just make sure we do everything right in terms of recovery a couple stops on the way home and we'll be back in on Monday making sure that um, you know we do the right things again very very light training building into the Tuesday game I think the, the good thing about these lads is that whenever they've they've been faced with any of these difficulties probably saw a few times particularly in August and September when we just had game after game after game I remember actually the the one that just sticks in my mind is is Derby away then Barnsley away um, we've got to deal with it we've got to be professional I think we're looking fit I think we're looking strong and we've got to go again on Tuesday night uh, just lastly any injuries no I don't think so 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 nothing you know I do joke with uh, with Steve every morning to, to see what uh, see what we've got but it looks like everything's fine the, the three players that, that came off uh, I thought the, yeah, we made the substitutions to freshen up the front three and behind Colby, but apart from that, everything seems to be fine. John Bassinio speaking to Andy Moon after the full-time whistle at Carlisle on Saturday afternoon. And a big thing to take away from that interview, as mentioned by Dave on the emails prior to that, Barney, uh, was that Pompey have come away from the game at Brunton Park with a clean bill of health. Hurrah. Yeah, it feels like we've just constantly been having... Uh 
you know they, all the issues coming in lots of little niggles injuries that picking up out of nowhere like Morel's just seemed completely innocuous uh, McIntyre's was just massively unlucky um, yeah it's nice to not have to talk about that or at least be talking about it in a positive light yeah and uh, John Massino also mentioned Pepe Will Norris not being tested much on Saturday looking at for statistics after the game only one shot on target from Carlisle seven in total 11 for Pompey also only one on target though that one Paddy Lane going into the back of the net regardless Pepe your thoughts on Will Norris's contributions to Pompey this season his performance on Saturday, on Saturday another clean sheet for him will do the world of good I'm sure yeah absolutely and he's I, I just remember all the criticism when he came in um, on the opening day of the transfer window in the summer all the Peterborough fans saying oh he's not that good this that and the other Pompey fans thinking they've got a not great goalkeeper and he's just proved everybody wrong his distribution week in week out has been amazing his shot stopping as well has just been immense and just the way he controls the box and he's good with the ball as well he always is moving about always asking for it and always starts Pompey's attack from right at the back of the defence and he's just been amazing 15 clean sheets um, in League 1 uh, almost half half of Pompey's games this season he's kept a clean sheet which is an, an amazing st- statistic sorry and um, long may it continue obviously I know when Matt Macy came in a lot of Pompey fans remember him from last season and would expect expected him to play some part but Will Norris is just in such good form this season that you just can't take him out of goal. One, to sort of maybe disrupt the back line, um, have a new keeper in in goal, could disrupt the likes of Raggett or Shocknessy or just stuff like that. But that's all um, hypothetical. But no, Will Norris has been amazing and he, he's just so confident and it's good to have a goalkeeper full of confidence. It, it, just, it just makes everyone feel a lot more safer. Mm. Barney, talk to me about Marlon Pack, the captain in the middle for Pompey. A lot of plaudits received for for him on Saturday afternoon. Deservedly so, another great performance for him. But is he a player, in your opinion, maybe goes under the radar a little bit? I, I think often, yeah. But I was, we were talking about Pack actually on the day, saying that a good midfielder to a level almost should go somewhat unnoticed mm. especially when they are a, a deeper midfielder like Pack it's, it's unlike him to, to create those carving balls like Kamara did because um, of course Kamara's more of a winger anyway but a couple against Northampton the other week exactly where <laughs> I was going yeah so I mean when he did that against Northampton it was like blimey where's that come from <laughs> um, it's not it's not you know, it's not his forte. His forte no. is breaking up play and then passing it on to, say, an Alex Robertson, a Tom Lowry. There, go remember his name this time. Um, <laughs> to you know, to get the ball moving forward, he he doesn't tend to run forward with it. So, element of stick to what you know, which is great when you've got players in positions to do different jobs. Um, but yeah, leader supreme. Um, he really is celebration when we when we got the goal. You can see the the real passion in him. He's loving this. I think he's really really loving being a captain of his hometown team. Plenty to pick from Pepe as well. Just very quickly, who was your man of the match on Saturday? If I was to give my two pence, I'd go for Sean Raggett coming into the side for Tom McIntyre out injured. I thought he nodded everything away and kept you know very integral to keep Pompey clean sheet. But who was yours, Pepe? I'd have to probably go. With- Marlon Pack, I just thought he was just so solid in the midfield, and I agree with you, Sean Raggett as well. He was, he was so good, and a lot of people said on on Twitter how well he does coming back into the team, and it's sort of the 
everyone thinks of Sean Raggett of old, but this is a new developing Sean Raggett, and he's just so comfortable on the ball and just looks, I wouldn't say safe at the back, but a lot better, more comfortable at the back. But no, I think Marlon Pack, like Barnes said, was he was just another class pinging balls left, right, and centre. Like we've seen Marlon Pack do over the last couple of weeks, he's just full of confidence, and I thought he was up there for man of the match. Pepe, thank you. Barney too. On now to the Pompey women, though, before we start to really look ahead to tomorrow's game at Fratton Park. On Sunday afternoon, the girls made the short trip up to Court Place Farm to take on an Oxford United side on a real good run of form. They went into the game off the back of seven straight wins, so although the Blues could go in with confidence of being top of the league and having beaten the U's 4-0 in the reverse fixture at Wesley Park, this was set to be no walk in the park for Jay Sadler's side. However, it was. A first half strike from Daisy McLaughlin and a brace from Ava Rowbottom was followed in the second 45 by a goal each from Georgie Freeland and Nicole Barrett as the game ended 5-1 in favour of Pompey. Jay Sadler's side have now won 11 league games in a row and remain top of the FA Women's National League Southern Premier Division. Three points clear of Hashtag United in second and with a game in hand as well. And speaking of Jay Sadler, he caught up after the game on Sunday with Max Swatton. Jay, how much did you enjoy that one? Yeah, no, obviously now the game's over. Um, really happy with the overall result. <clears throat> um, I think it took a little bit of time for us to get settled into the game. Um, really big pitch here and we, we took the game to Oxford. We tried to press them, get pressure on our back line and they've, they've got some real good rotations and, and they played through our first line too easy at times um, without hurting our, our goal. Um, I think when we adapted, probably about 15 minutes when we adapted to a bit more of a, a deeper press and said come on us um, set an engagement set traps um, I thought some of our offensive transition work was, was outstanding um, the well worked first goal um, we've highlighted the back post um, trying to get runners out to win against the full back fantastic goal and then two absolute fantastic strikes um, from Ava gave us a good comfortable 3-0 lead but we, we spoke at half time we didn't feel we did all of our good work in that first half a lot of our good work was on the transition and we wanted to, to dominate the ball a little bit more and I think second half we've done that we've got the fourth and, and tried to kill the game went through a little bit of a storm towards the end disappointed to concede the goal but um, Nick's kind of capped off a, a really good win for us Goals from Ava and G today would you say it's in the middle where the game was won? Yeah, well, you only have to look at the quality they have. Um, they started with four midfielders and tried to, to create a box and overload us. They've got experience in there. Obviously, Ellie Noble, a new player they've just brought in who's got abundance of quality. Um, and it took us a little bit of time, I think, too early. In the early kind of stages, our full-backs were jumping into midfield. It was creating um, an overload um, in behind us. And, and they, they hurt us probably one or two times on that. And then as soon as we were able to sit off them and, and, and kind of set the traps um, play through half spaces we won it then we knew we had the pace with G and with Quirky and with M and, and Daisy um, to get out their back line and I think when we did get out their back line early um, it hurt them um, that was something again we, we'd spoken about playing the spaces in behind the fullbacks and, and we did some real good stuff so yeah overall really really pleased with the, with the, with the work done in the midfield A 5-1 win would you say that's a real statement? I'd say so yeah I'd say so I think we were ruthless in that first half um, Nearly every shot we had felt went on target. I felt we tested the keeper. I do think we had moments, probably in the first 15, 20 minutes, where we, we, we could have been more ruthless um, in front of goal. We've had some early chances, um, but to come in at 3-0 um, is a big statement in itself, especially knowing that I didn't think our in-possession work was as clean as we would have liked. 
We've obviously worked on it this week. We wanted to limit the amount of turnovers we give. I felt some of our decision-making was a bit poor at times and trying to force balls into the middle when we have to play out to go back inside. Um, and we'll, we'll get cleaner on that. Um, again, it's, it's brilliant that you're coming away from a game like this, a place like this, um, with a result such as the one we've picked up with still loads of learnings. It's taken five visits in the last five seasons, but we finally won here away at Oxford. Ultimately, what do you put it down to? It's taken seven and a half years, <laughs> which is a long, long time um, and a lot of attempts. Um, but I don't think we overthought it um, in the past. I've overthought these games um, and we've changed a few things to, to try and nullify the opposition and personally we've had to take those learnings um, and as the group today there's a real spirit about this group losing Jazz Danny Lane stepping up losing Emma Jones in the last couple of games Emily Pittman stepping up everyone stepped their game up um, and the togetherness the desire the belief we showed um, that trans that transferred onto a performance today and there's a real belief about us. We're taking every game in our stride. We're enjoying the moment. We're enjoying the ride. And even at the end, yes, we've won. We're disappointed we to concede the goal. And we're going to look back at that. And that just shows um, the mentality this group have. They don't want to be conceding goals. They don't want to be conceding chances. And we want to win games. And today was a real statement from us. Head coach of the Pompey women there, Jay Sadler, speaking after yesterday's 5-1 win away at Oxford United. The girls are next in action this coming Sunday and they are back on home soil, welcoming Chatham Town to Wesley Park for a two o'clock kickoff. We'll preview that game on Friday's Football Hour here on Express. Right, 81400 is our text number this evening. Start your messages with the word Express. Email Pompey at expressfm.com. Visit us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. Include us on X at Express FM or download and get in touch via the Express FM app available for free via the uh, Apple app and Google Play stores. We want to know your score predictions for tomorrow's visit of Cambridge to Fratton Park. Again, we'll be previewing in the next part of the show. We'll see you on the other side. Don't go anywhere. For the fans, by the fans, the Football Hour with Jake Smith on Express FM. Whether you're out with your mates, catching the latest blockbuster or just enjoying late night bus rides, from 7pm every day, you can take advantage of a Night Rider ticket, taking you from A to B and everywhere in between. Simply purchase your Night Rider ticket on the bus or using the Stagecoach app to get unlimited travel anywhere on the whole of the Stagecoach South for just £2.50. The world is your oyster. Visit stagecoachbus.com for timetable and ticket information. For the fans, by the fans. The Football Hour with Jake Smith on Express FM. Hello everyone, welcome back for the third and final time tonight to the Football Hour here on Portsmouth's Express FM. Made for the fans, by the fans. And if you've missed any of the show this evening or want to listen back to any other previous episode, head on over to the Express FM app. That's the best way to find the catalogue of shows from down the years or you can visit the Apple and Google podcast apps or Spotify too. Still to come tonight, a preview of Pompey's next League One fixture, a home clash with Cambridge United tomorrow night. We'll rain in some score predictions and hear more on the opponents with Kirsty Roxanne too. But for now, back to Pepe and Barney. And Barney, just want to come on to the other results in League One from Saturday. We mentioned them earlier, didn't really talk much about them. Um, Barnsley beating Leighton Orient 2 1, two late goals at Oakwell. Fair enough, they've won. They're back up to fourth now and overtaken Peterborough. Peterborough themselves capitulated 5 2 defeat away at Wickham. Bolton dropping points away at Northampton, held to a 1 0 draw. And Derby held 1 0 at home to Shrewsbury. Pompey keep winning. And besides below them, keep dropping points. 
could this really be the year? <laughs> I mean, everyone else was looking at our little drop-in form, weren't they? And, mm. and saying, ah, oh, you know, here comes Pompey's fall. Who's laughing now? Yeah, I mean, they were all dropping points. Every game at the moment, there's one or two, pretty much two, each time mm. dropping points. And as you say there, Peterborough and Bolton both dropping points the previous week, or... Um, I think it was in the midweek when Peterborough scored literally two own goals. I mean, <laughs> what an own goal, you know, to, to give away that one and a red card yeah. um, against Exeter, I believe. So, yeah, it's all it's all looking um, rather rosy. Mm. And Bolton now with, um, obviously, still they've got three games in hand. They have to play 17 games still between now and the end of the campaign. Pompey only 14. Bolton have got to play 17 between now and the end of April. That is a big, big task for the Trotters, of course. Last Tuesday's trip to Cambridge for them was called off due to a waterlogged pitch at the Abbey Stadium. And Pepe, what is refreshing to see now, we can actually say that Pompey's destiny, not just for automatic promotion, but for the League One title, if we're dreaming of that as well, is in their own hands. Because in a hypothetical scenario, Bolton win all three of their games in hand. They go two points above Pompey, assuming that both teams remain on a similar trajectory and we've still got to go to Bolton away and you win that and you're, you're back above the trotters so essentially Pompey keep doing what they're doing focus on their own game win as many games as they can hopefully all of them but it is in their own hands and that is something that is so nice to hear right yeah absolutely and it's it's so good to have the points on the board I think I'm a big believer and I think a lot of Pompey fans now are in the same position that you'd rather have points on the board because we've been there 18-19 season we had a couple of games in hand near the end and we threw it away um, so it's all good Bolton fans saying oh we got three games in hand on the Derby have a game in hand uh, Barnsley have a game in hand but they need to win those games but Bolton especially they need to go to Cambridge away I think they play Barnsley again so they've got some tough games um tough games in hand and it's all good them saying oh we'll get three games in hand they need to win all three of those to go above above Pompey yeah. so I, I, I think Pompey are in a very good position now 14 games to go 66 points um if Derby win their game in hand they go only go three points behind us and Barnes if they win their two games in hand they go four points behind us so yeah. we, we we've got for the top two it's in our hands yeah. and we obviously like you mentioned go to Bolton so that makes that makes that trip to to Bolton uh, I think it's the penultimate away game of the season so that will make that one that away day a very special one if Pompey can win there set to be very spicy if both teams do remain where they are Pompey um, the points per game uh, sort of average at the moment uh, we, we kind of update you week in week out now and an interesting statistic from Nappers the uh, Fleetwood Town fan he, he delivers this on, on X every week um, after Saturday's results points per game Pompey move up to first position 94.88 points they would be champions on their current run of form Bolton in second with 93.58 points and the playoffs would be made up of Derby, Barnsley, Peterborough and Stevenage. Relegated from League 2, interestingly, would be Carlisle, Fleetwood, Cheltenham and Charlton Athletic based on points per game and the current trajectory of the League 1 team. So looking very, very good for Pompey. Alan Stone's got in touch saying his man of the match on Saturday was Sean Raggett. Why? Because of what he does. 
does, not for what he can't do. Um, he literally won everything on Saturday. An email from Marcus Deacon saying Saturday might not have been our best performance, but we did what we needed to do and came back with the all-important three points. I think uh, we probably would have drawn that game last season, and the fact we are grinding out these results this time around is very encouraging. Other results mean that promotion and even the title are now back in our hands. Yes, uh, Bolton can overtake us, but if they win all of their games in hand and we beat them and we play them, that would put us a point ahead of them. We have eight home games left, none of them easy, but all of them winnable. Six away matches and two or three of those, we have a decent chance of coming away with victory. I think maybe nine or ten wins will be enough to see us automatically promoted. Eleven wins and maybe a draw or two will probably see us promoted as champions, especially if we beat Derby and Bolton along the way. Paddy, Paddy Lane is absolutely on fire at the moment and my man of the match from Saturday. If he had been playing like this all season, he'd be nailed on for our player of the season. I think we'll pick up another win tomorrow night. I'm going for 3-0 Pompey. The thoughts there of Marcus Deacons on the emails. OK, let's get below down on Pompey's opponents for tomorrow's floodlight fixture at Fratton. Kirsty Roxanne has more on Cambridge United. A very rewarding 700-mile trip to Carlisle at the weekend saw the Blues win 1-0. With an incredible assist from substitute Abu Kamara setting up another goal for Paddy Lane to seal the victory and bring him up to 10 goals this campaign. This week's opposition. The Blues have played the most games of any side in the division this season but have a six-point cushion at the top following Saturday's win in Cumbria. John Massino's side now face two consecutive home fixtures. The first team we face is Cambridge United under the Fratton Park floodlights. Manager. The U's have a new man in the dugout since these teams met last year. Neil Harris is now at the helm. Harris is Millwall's all-time record goalscorer with 138 goals in all competitions. He broke the previous record of 111 goals, which was held by none other than Teddy Sheringham. The 46-year-old also made the fourth most appearances for Millwall with 432. The former striker also played for the likes of Cambridge City, Nottingham Forest and Southend United, with loan spells at Cardiff City and Gillingham too. Harris retired from playing in June 2013 and took up a coaching role at Millwall, having briefly acted as caretaker manager after the dismissal of Steve Lomez at the start of 2014, he was given the same role following the dismissal of Ian Holloway in March 2015. Harris was confirmed as permanent manager for Millwall a month later. He was appointed manager of championship side Cardiff City in November 2019, but a year and two months later his fate there was sealed after a run of six straight defeats. In January 2022, Harris took over at League One side Gillingham, signing a two and a half year deal with the Kent side. He was unable to save them from the drop down to League Two. On December the 6th, 2023, Harris was appointed as head coach of Cambridge United on an 18 month contract. One to watch. Sully Kai Kai is our one to watch this Tuesday night. A youth product from Crystal Palace, he made his senior debut on loan at Crawley Town in 2014. Kai Kai returned to Crystal Palace and his debut for the Eagles in the third round of the Carabao Cup coming on in the 80th minute against Newcastle United at Selhurst Park, where he equalised the game in added time. Palace would go on to lose 3-2. The winger went on to complete loan spells at Crawley, Cranbridge United, Shrewsbury Town on two occasions, as well as Brentford and Charlton Athletic. Kai Kai also signed for NAC Breda, but after six appearances, he returned to England and joined League One side Blackpool on a two-year contract. He then went on to make the switch to Wickham Wanderers. After them making 14 appearances for MK Dons, Kai Kai moved to Cambridge. So far this campaign, he has made 27 appearances across all competitions and has scored two league goals and one FA Cup goal. The 28-year-old wears a number 14 shirt for the Amber Armour. Top scorer. Gassan Hadmi is the current top goalscorer. The striker started his career at Norwich City and had loan spells at Real Avido B, 
He also moved online to Portsmouth in July 2021, making five appearances and scoring his first goal in an EFL trophy tie against the Crystal Palace under-21s. He signed for Burton Albion in the following January, where he would make 20 appearances and score six goals. One of those goals marked the fastest goal in Burton history. In a 4-3 defeat to Cambridge United, his strike hit the back of the net after just 11 seconds. Ahadmi then joined Norwich rivals Ipswich Town, scoring his first goal for the club in an FA Cup tie against Buxton last January. He returned to Burton on another loan spell before joining the U's on loan in June 2023. Ahadmi has scored seven goals so far this season and wears the number 23 shirt. Current form. Cambridge United started the campaign top of League One after an impressive first four games of the season. However, the side saw a downfall and a bad run of form, which led to the sacking of Mark Bonner, who paid the price after three years and nine months in charge. Now the Blues face a Cambridge side in 16th place and under new management of Neil Harris, who has been able to secure 15 points from 10 matches at the club. Their last five games have ended in two victories, two draws and one defeat. That recent defeat happened on Saturday, losing 1-0 at home to relegation-threatened Cheltenham Town. The last time these teams met was for a goalless draw at the Abbey Stadium on the 24th of October. The Blues had 62% possession on that night, but could not get the ball into the back of the net even after 18 shots. Can the Blues keep up their good form and mark three wins on the spin? All of the immiscible action on Pompey Live. Thank you, Kirsty. An email here from Gav Jones saying a mammoth journey made very worthwhile in the end on Saturday. Kamara coming on completely changed the game for us and I'd personally be handing him a starting place tomorrow. Bring on tomorrow where we can possibly end the night nine points clear at the top of the league. Oh, Gav, thank you very much for reminding us of that. Gav Jones on the emails, thank you very much for getting in touch. Right, score prediction time now then. First of all, on the emails, Martin going for a 2-0 Pompey win. Darren also reckons 2-0. On Facebook, Steve says 3-1. Josh going for 1-0. And on X, Rachel is predicting 4-1. Thanks to everyone who got in touch this evening. But now, what do our panel think? Uh, Barney, what do you reckon? Pompey against Cambridge tomorrow, and who do you think is going to shine for views? Um, I'm going nice, simple, 3-1. I think we're going to get a few goals. I think we need to be really careful with Lyle Taylor. He's only played six times so far for them, but got three goals and an assist, so he's been a great signing for them so far. Lovely stuff, Barney. Thank you very much. Pepe Lacey back home as well. Your score prediction, please, if you wouldn't mind. I think it'll be a tight game like Barnes said, but I think Pompey will just nick it 2-1. 2-1 to Pompey, says Pepe. Right, big thank you to both our studio guests tonight, Barney and Pepe. Barney, thank you for coming on the show tonight. Thank you very much, mate. Just mega quick shout-out for Moneyfields. They've just won 18 league games in a row <laughs> in the Wessex, so good luck to them tomorrow night as well against Andover. Incredible stuff. Pepe Lacey, thank you both uh, also for coming on to the Football Hour this evening. Right, Pompey Live has you covered with all of the action as the Blues take on Cambridge at Fratton Park tomorrow evening from 7 o'clock. Here we go. Pompey Live. Portsmouth ended a difficult injury hit week with a win at bottom of the table, Carlisle United. And Lane There's a goal! Next up, two home games in a row, starting with the visit of Cambridge United await the Blues. Join us for all of the unmissable action Tuesday night from 7. Every kick, every goal, every game is right here on Express FM, Pompey Live. With Aquacars. That's right, Pompey Live back tomorrow evening from 7 o'clock. Kickoff at Fratton Park is 7.45 for match day number 33 of the Blues League One campaign. Cambridge United are the visitors to PO4. Right, coming up here on Express FM tonight. 
Jeff Dorsett hosts a soft rock show from 7 through until 9, which is when Variety Show with Kevin Stokes return from 9 through until 11, Express Hits with Victoria Aburn from 11 through to the early hours of Tuesday morning. Bit of a shake-up to the schedule tomorrow. Express Breakfast will be here with Darren Gamblin sitting in for Ian James and uh, in place for Paul Marsh between 10 and 1. Harrison R.B. with great songs, uh, ports of people and ideas for you and how you can spend the half-term week. Dan Lodge returns from 1 till 3. Dave Joyce from 3 till 6 and local music show with Josh Robinson between 6 and 7. I'll be back on Friday evening with two more Pompey fans to review what will hopefully be a win tomorrow night. Jeff Dorsett's up next with the Soft Rock Show. Take care and good night, Pompey fans.